The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's In This League with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. Welcome back. It is hour two of In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh of all of the podcasts on the internet. We are of all of them. (laughs) More specifically, the In This League variety, the In This League fantasy football, baseball, basketball is back. And I had a listener email me. Um, this is interesting. He people can hear me on uh, CB. I've been on CBS Fantasy Baseball today. You know, one of the top baseball podcasts I've been hosting. I love the email, by the way, Boggs, because he goes, "Yo, Welch," with the C <laughs> when he had to put in my name of Welsh. He goes, "Yo, Welch." Been listening to the CBS Baseball podcast. Great job, regular listener to your baseball and football pods. But he's emailing because. He just found out we do a basketball podcast. Yes, we do. Uh, the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast in the full throws, two episodes a week for all of your basketball prep. Just search In This League or ITL, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's iHeart or Spotify or any of that stuff, Google Podcasts, and you will find us. And you can subscribe to those. Bogman does a multitude of college fantasy football. I do a prospect podcast where I just interviewed uh, Royce Lewis from the Minnesota Twins. So lots of cool stuff out there that you can listen to in our world but here is our open forum of a radio conversation. And we just did our DraftKings lineup. And as we were recording this, finding out the news that Deontay Johnson has been elevated to a starter with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I mean, don't you get, don't they kind of, don't they kind of run out three wideouts as a starter anyways? Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that he'll play like when they go to tight ends or whatever, he'll be the opposite guy. But I think most of the time he's still in three wide receivers sets he's going to be um he's going to be in the slot and but he's dirt cheap 3000 yeah i see i just found him do you are you somebody that looks at that or hears that and feels positive or do you think there's a pivot play where you get that info you're like that's awesome but james washington goes out and gets targeted seven times versus the niners this week um i mean i i mean i'm definitely not going to pivot play so i'll i'll say that i i think that uh, Deontay Johnson being the number one means he's going to get the most snaps, which means he probably gets the most opportunity to catch the ball. So um, uh, I, but I'm not like, I'm not running out to put Deontay Johnson in my lineup. So I, I, I did this, this lineup, uh, DraftKings, where I have Mason Rudolph in there. Uh, you know, I like my other buys. I like my buy of Zeke. I like my buy of Gurley. And, uh, you know, Marquise and Godwin. That's why I went with cheap at quarterback. So uh, my FanDuel lineup, I didn't do that. And I feel like I like this one better. Me and too. I, I just don't know how I got all of this packed into one lineup, by the Me way. Me too. But ultimately, 
I think everybody has the same thing. Like I, I'm not. It, what's the week that we've both said we love our DraftKings more than our FanDuel? I think it's not. It hasn't happened this year. No, we just so. look at our FanDuel. We like it, but then we find more success on DraftKings. So I'm, I'm a, in a complete agreement <laughs> with you. So let's just get into it. What do you got on your FanDuel this week, or do you want to do deals first? No, let, let's just go through teams right, cool. first. My, my QB, I've got Lamar Jackson. So. Uh, on the road at Kansas City, but he's been putting up huge points. I'm excited about Lamar. Uh, running backs here, the Welsh. I've got Saquon Barkley against Tampa Bay and Dalvin Cook against Oakland. So mm. love, love, love those those matchups. My wideouts here, I have Demare Bird once again, my cheap play. I've got Marquise Brown again and Sammy Watkins, 7,100 uh, on there. My tight end is Vance McDonald again. My uh, flex, I went your route, took Nelson Aguilar, 4,800. He's like the only wide receiver left that's healthy on the Eagles. And I went with the Cowboys defense again against Miami because they can't put points up on the board. So that would go Lamar Jackson, Saquon, Dalvin Cook, Watkins, Marquise Brown, Demary Bird, Vance McDonald, Nelson Aguilar, Dallas Cowboys defense. I like that a lot. I think that's a yeah. pretty dang solid lineup there. What is your, what's the one question you have with the lineup when you stare at it? Obviously it's Damari Bird, but Damari Bird has put up, I think like five and six catches uh, so far. So, I mean, I'm not expecting him to get in the end zone, but as long as he gets me, you know, seven to eight points somewhere in that neighborhood and doesn't give me a donut, I'm good. So if he, anything more than that, I'm in the bonus as far as that spot goes, but he's been getting the football. So I like him. I'm making an adjustment to my lineup bonus. Uh oh, he's getting Deontay Johnson in the lineup. No, are you? I'm getting that guy in the lineup. All right. I like this lineup even more now. All right. Are you ready for mine? Uh, let's hear it. And I'll tell you what adjustment I made too. So at quarterback, I'm going with Tom Brady this week versus the New York Jets at 7,800. I believe he was like the fifth one, two, three, four, five, six. He was the seventh. Um, seventh most expensive, but I mean, it's more to say there are six more guys more expensive than have Cam Newton more expensive than him. But like Rodgers and Prescott, Lamar Jackson, I love the lineup here. I'm with another Patriot, Sony Michelle. So it's kind of a hedge bet too, where if you know we get maybe early two passing touchdowns from Tom Brady, I'm getting Sony Michelle on the ground, which they have not been um, they've not been afraid to do. I went cheap on the second running back. Frankie Gore going with Frank Gore, uh-huh. 5,700 versus Cincinnati and the full run, uh, we hope, for the Buffalo Bills. Now, wideout, I I don't think I went too expensive. I really didn't, actually, now that I'm looking at this. I went Amari Cooper versus Miami, 7,700. Uh-huh. I also went Sammy Watkins, 7,100 versus Baltimore. Then I threw in some downtown John Brown, 5,900 against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And then here's where some prices went up. I'm spending 6400 for Evan Ingram. I want the shares of which I believe he's the second highest, second most expensive, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe <laughs> he's a fourth. He's a fifth most expensive tight end. Never mind, I lied. <laughs> now, here is what he's I have. He's below the average, too, because 6600 is the average, so that's nice. Here is what I had. I switched up my defense and flex. I had the Rams defense at 3600 plus... Christian McCaffrey at flex. That was what I had. I adjusted. I put in the Seattle Seahawks defense, who is at home against New Orleans with those quarterbacks. And I put in Saquon Barkley at 9,200 at my flex versus Tampa. 
Mm-hmm. So get, run, run it down for me again. Oh, I will. Tom Brady, huh. Sony Michelle, Frank Gore, wideouts are Amari Cooper, Sammy Watkins, John Brown, tight end is Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, and Seattle Seahawks defense versus New Orleans and Teddy Bridgewater. I love that you always save it for, you always save your money for the flex spot. I, I, I don't know why I find that hilarious, but it's always funny. Yeah, well, because I, I, I go and I try to find my comfort level with what my running backs and wideouts can be. And I want it to, I want that flex to be like a higher price guy, but I want to base it off of what the rest I was doing. I love this lineup. I absolutely love this lineup though. Uh, what's a better word than expose Bogman? I'm uh, susceptible to the, <laughs> the new England and the New York Giants you're game invested in that game. Yes. You, uh, you would say my investment is in high. The, the Patriots and Jets game. Yeah. So. Which who actually wants that, right? <laughs> I mean, the Patriots want it. <laughs> I don't think that the Jets do. The funny thing is uh, the big story about Luke Falk coming out of the draft was the, he is obsessed with Tom Brady and uh, obsessed with Tom Brady. Uh, and he was a six round pick at pick 196, just like Tom Brady was, although he was drafted by the Dolphins when he was drafted. and Or was it the Titans? Uh, I think it was Dolphins. I'm not 100% though. But um, he like read the TB12 book cover to cover and had it all dog-eared and all that stuff. So, And now his uh, first start is against the Patriots in New England. So um, kind of funny how that stuff works out. I don't know if it's, you know, it's not crazy or mystic or anything. It's just kind of weird how he's obsessed with Tom Brady and his first start is going to be on the road against Tom Brady. At 41 years old. I always wish, like, I want those guys to... Who is that stupid pitcher that asked that Granky for an autograph and Granky told a professional baseball player to go kick No, Sam? no, it wasn't a pitcher. Was, or, no, yeah, you're no, right. It was. it was a reliever. It was the guy from the Rockies. Oh, God. Well, I don't remember who uh, it was, but that yeah. one pitcher that did that, I want, like, a quarterback like that to go in and, like, be like, hey, Tom, will you sign my jersey and you stuff like that? You think that doesn't happen every single game? I guarantee you it does. Yeah, it probably does. It, it, it has to happen every game. Yeah, like, but I want to see like fanboy. I want to see someone fanboy out. That's my favorite. But then everybody acts all cool. Like, like you'll hear stories like that where the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you know, grew up, did all this, this, this," and then like, you know, he's just cool and he's like, "Yeah, that's no, cool. It's playing against Tom Brady. That's pretty cool." And it's like, no, dude, you you five five years ago, you're losing your ass. You're completely losing your mind. I want to see Pat fanboy Nishik. out. Pat Nishik, that's what it is. And he Pat didn't fanboy Nishik. out. What he a just loser. What, <laughs> What a loser asking for autographs, you loser. What a loser. Who do you think you are? Loser. Asking <laughs> Zach Granke. Loser. Uh, loser. I bet Tom Brady would be super nice about that, though. Yeah, he seems like Tom Brady seems like a nice guy. It's like just as long Uh-oh. as you're not in his like, you know, intense wavelength, you're you're fine. You know, as long as you don't interrupt a workout or anything, he seems like the nicest guy in the world. So are you talking about uh, deflating footballs? Yeah, I wouldn't talk about that either. If I was around Tom Brady, uh, you want some deals for FanDuel here? Yeah, let's hear him. Uh, Mason Rudolph, once again, below the poverty line, Rudolph, Flacco, Daniel Jones, Taysom Hill, Josh Rosen, Luke Falk. Uh, I, you're yeah, not getting who are you starting uh, anybody there. Uh, Rudolph, I think is fine. Okay. But other than that, I don't think I would, uh, I don't want Flacco on the road. You know what? Daniel Jones is okay, too, because Tampa Bay's defense still bad. So, okay, so same I, plays. I, I, don't want, I don't want Daniel Jones to, like, I don't want to put him in my uh, my uh, 
lineups here because that's his first start ever. You know, may, maybe it's sneaky. Like, you know, you do your giant stack in, in a tournament or something, but uh, I'm, I'm trying not to, I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, running backs here, carry on Johnson, Josh Jacobs, sick. Josh Jacobs is in here. Uh, Mixon, Lindsay, Damian Williams, who probably won't play James White, Freeman, uh, Jalen Samuels, Peyton Barber, Mouse Fart, David Montgomery, and Carlos Hyde are all 6,000 to 6,600. Uh, the deeper deals down here, we've got Freeman. Uh, we've yeah, your got boy Adrian Brown, Peterson. Peterson. Uh, what do you say? I get your boy Adrian Peterson, 5,500. Yeah, against the Bears, though. I don't want him uh-huh. against the Bears. And I'm, I'm trying... I like I have a lineup where I have to start him this week, and I'm just trying to find someone on the wire. I think this is I'm interesting. I'm going to pick up Deontay Johnson, to be honest with you. Our boy, Jeff, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jeffrey Wilson Jr., who we said is literally the cheapest price on DraftKings. Pricier here, 5300 Pricier to the point where he's more than Kenyon Drake, Gio Bernard, Chris Thompson. He's more than guys like Pollard and Madison, Balage. Uh, I'm just looking Ronald Jones. I mean, that's... I'd say that's a pretty aggressive uh, assignment they gave him here. So FanDuel, a little bit more appreciative of the goal line back that is Jeff Wilson. So again, maybe even more reason why he's a better deal on DraftKings and to try to, you know, play around, get him in the lineup. Yeah, and the only other one I would mention down here is, once again, Darwin Thompson being at 4,500. So, but Darwin Thompson is going to be in so many lineups. Uh, you might want to just think of the opposite. You know what I mean? Sure. Where you're not taking him. Uh, Whiteouts below the poverty line here. Lockett, Jackson, Tyler Boyd, Ridley, Moore, Gallup, who's not playing, but somehow still in here. I wish they'd take the guys that aren't playing out, but, uh, yeah, I you know, know. never going to happen. You would Hardman, think it would be easy to take them out, but apparently not. Uh, Tyro Williams, Just James like Shohei Otani being one player, but it's not easy. <laughs> uh, DK Metcalf, Jarvis Landry, Marquise Brown. Uh, Mike Williams, Will Fuller, Josh Gordon, Sterling Shepard, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, your boy Curtis Samuel. Those are some good deals. Other guys down here, D- your boy Debo, fifty five hundred. Like that. Uh, Mar- Marvin Jones isn't bad either down here, fifty four hundred. Um, let me see. My guy Trey Quinn at fifty one hundred, but that's against the Bears. No thanks. Uh, Preston Williams is in here, fifty one hundred. I'm trying to look for somebody else. I, maybe JJ Ortega Whiteside at 4,600. Miles Boykin, 4,500. It's JJ Ortega Whiteside. Hello, everyone. Welcome to JJ. It's Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Featuring Ortega Whiteside. Ortega Whiteside. How do you say it? Ortega. That's how he'd be introduced it on Saturday Night Live. The guy so. just stops his deep voice. He's like, no. Ortega? Is it Ortega? Ortega. It's oh, it's Castilian. Okay, Ortega Whiteside, uh, and then you know tight ends. There's always good deals, um, but they dry up real quick. <laughs> like uh, you're down here, down to Jack Doyle, Jason Witten, Jimmy Graham, Trey Burton. Jimmy probably won't play. Also, and then it just like drops off a cliff. It's like okay, no offense, caught four balls. He's down here, and Cameron Brait. And then CJ Uzama, and you're like, oh, that got ugly really quick. Oh, so, things oh, changed. Yeah, it got pretty, pretty bad. All right, I feel pretty, uh, pretty good. What do you think? We gonna we gonna cash in all four again? Um, I'm I'm really like this FanDuel. I'm not I'm not completely sold on my uh, DraftKings. Uh, I like it, 
but uh, a lot depends on how Mason Rudolph looks in his first start ever. So, um, you know, I'm trying it. I wanted to buy the big backs. So that was the whole point of doing that deal. And that's what I did. So, uh, Here's a piece I'm, of news. I'm, I'm way more confident in FanDuel. Though. Here's a piece of news. Damian Williams officially ruled out for week three. All right. Now, Darwin Thompson definitely going in a lot of lineups. And what about Shady? So. Let's. What was Shady on uh, both platforms? I'm going to look Shady's here. banged up, too, though. So, like, you Shady know. Shady was 5,000 on DraftKings and FanDuel. He is 5,500. Mm. That's a pr- if he's out there, it's a pretty good play, man. Yeah, you want to get bad. you want to get a zero running back strategy. Put McCoy at fifty five hundred and Gore at fifty seven hundred, and then just spend everywhere else. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm Got thinking of that. you said he's five thousand on DraftKings. Yeah, five thousand. Hmm. Look at that. Maybe maybe I need to flip out. But Dave Montgomery's I got Demarcus only Robinson in there. But... Get him out. Put Lashawn McCoy in. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. All right, well, give us the official update when we come back from break. Uh, so our guy, Drew, you can email it to him. But those are our DraftKings and FanDuel lineups. You can go back on the podcast if you missed any of it. You can play them, tweet us, get internet points while we maybe make you money. I made money last year, and Bogman played. So uh, maybe you'll win some good stuff you this year. You didn't make money last I did. year. You made 12. money last week. No, 12 bucks I made last year. I don't think you did. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. It's on Drew. You were negative 22. I made 12. Okay. Look at that. All right. We got to go break. We'll be back. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I know how you're feeling right now. Stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. I'm here for you. Oh, in the bleed. Welcome back. It is In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Heard on all the apps. If you want to do it live, you can do it on iHeartRadio. If you're like Bill O'Reilly, blanket, let's do it live. You can do it on iHeartRadio or the FNTSY app. Or listen wherever podcasts are and come and check us out over on Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army. Did you make any changes? All the apps. All the, all apps. the apps, the Welsh. Uh-huh. The mozzarella sticks, <laughs> nachos. What's your favorite app? What's the number one for you? Probably mozzarella sticks. Yeah, I think mm, I think that's a go-to. Because you know what I'm starting to consider? They always put nachos on the appetizer list, but nachos are always like well, really more of a meal. Yeah, it I looks mean, better than you know. a meal. I'm going to get the nachos for a meal. Nobody gets them as an appetizer. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I had on the Thursday night football uh, on Thursday was uh, the super nachos from uh, Federico's right down the street from me. So very relevant. Uh, I'm, to everybody. I'm all about nachos. Yeah, so. I am too. But yeah, probably mozzarella sticks somewhere near the top. There are at least one or two. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's. Uh, it's your standard white trash, you know, um, appetizer. I want to, you know, Applebee's yeah. or whatever. Get a little sampler. 
You're like, mm, give me lobster, some, right. yeah, I want, I want a little bit of everything. Give me some uh, cheese sticks, some fries, little uh, chicky nugs, some stuff like that. Yeah, if it says artisanal in it, I'm just, no, thank you. I'm good. Because so, healthy? Artisanal, blah, blah, nah, nah. Uh, give me, give me that fried, give me that cheese, it's fried. That's what I want. <laughs> See that guy over there that's got a sleeveless shirt with shorts and sandals with socks on? I want what he's eating. I'll have what he's having. I'll have what he's having. And buy that man another natty. All right. Um, <laughs> did you make any changes to your DFS? You were talking about it nah, on the break. No, I'm good. I'm good on my DFS. I, I, I thought about going through and, and messing with it a little bit much. But, you, you know, that's where you get into trouble. You start to tinker. Mm-hmm. You start to mess with stuff. You got to you gotta go with your gut. Yeah. So, Which are, are very I go large. with my gut way too much. <laughs> they so. did. Um, it was said, you know, with the Damian Williams officially out, there's still a questionable tag that was attached to LaShawn McCoy. He is good to go, but it looks like word out of there is that they are um, they're they're a little bit worried about letting him have the full load. So he's probably still going to split, which again just makes Darwin Thompson like a really good cheap option. Right, right, yeah, yeah and and that's what I said with the tournament plays is he's going to be in so many lineups. I'll ask Bubba about it. You know, Bubba does. Uh, he actually has. The you know he can do DFS stuff. We can't. Yeah. So I think he does a couple um, different shows. I'll ask one him on, about it. He's got his own show. Yeah, he's doing know, one on uh, Fantrax now, the Fantrax DFS right. show, where it's going over like the main slate, and then um, yeah, I think he's got a couple other things going down. So Bubba, Bubba here coming up here in hour three. So how do we do last week? We do our pickums every single week. Week one, I think I we were both. What were we both bad in week one? And we we were both nine and six in something. I think mine were. Yeah, you were good on the against the spread. You're nine and six against the spread. Yeah, I was nine and six on the over unders. Gotcha. Uh, and then you were six and nine nice. on the uh, the over unders, and I was seven and eight against the spread. So okay. week one always hard. What about week so. two? Did we improve? What happened? You were really good, by the way. You were over 500 in both, eight and six. I was 10 and five against the spread wow. and 11 and four Whoa. on the overrunners. So, what is the year like? You got to be heavily over 500 in both of yours on the year. I'm uh, 17 and 13 against the spread. You are uh, 17 and 12 well, against the spread. You would be. That's not right, though. You'd be. I guess that is right. 17 and 12 against the spread. How am I 17 and 13? That's then? a good point. Well, How I, is that possible? I'm doing my. No, I'm 17 and 12 because, see, I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> this is why you don't listen to me because I can't do math on the fly. So 17 and 12. You're 17 and 12. It is 13, I'm, Bogman. <laughs> it is 13. I just counted it. Yeah, it's 13. <laughs> okay. Sure okay. Well, you know. Both whatever. 17 and 13. Can't do 17 math. 17 and 13. Fine. I'm 20 and 10 against the spread, and you're 14 and 15 uh, on the spread. They're uh, on the over-unders, excuse me. Okay, so, so not so good on the over-unders so far. Uh, you and I are uh, equally as good on the spread, but you are killing the over-unders. That is your specialty. So this week, we tackle it again. We can talk about the matchups and where we're at. Let's start it right off with Denver versus Green Bay. This was also, we did the parlays last week. I think the first week on the parlays, we missed every single one, the three-team parlay. <laughs> this week... We hit two of the three. I hit the San Francisco plus one and a half. Thank you very much. Arizona plus 13. You hit Arizona plus 13. Kansas City by seven. But we both missed our over-under. I had Green Bay, Minnesota. You had the Arizona-Baltimore game. Yeah, you know, it's one of the four games I missed on the over-unders this week. 
And, uh, of course it was the one I was most confident in. So, uh, you know, I haven't hit that parlay life, yet. Right? So, so we need to hit our parlay this week to kind of be even with our two lost parlay. So Denver green Bay, green Bay is favored by seven and a half. The over under is 43. This is a game where you've got equally shared running backs. You might have it on both sides as the, uh, green Bay offense has talked about limiting the carries to Aaron Jones. So Jamal Williams is involved in it. So where do you go? This is a pretty big line. Green Bay is at home. Denver's all right. Uh, I mean, are you going to take the points? Do you think there's a lot? I mean, yeah, where are you going with this? I'm taking the points here. And it's not that I don't think that Green Bay is great, but I do think that they're not 100% in rhythm yet. And this is a home game. They should be the the favorite, but I would put that line closer to five, maybe push it to six, but I think – uh, the touchdown and the hook, no thank you. I'm going to take Denver, uh, you know, even though they're going on the road and stuff, and they haven't clicked on all cylinders either. But uh, that's why I would also take the under. Is both these offenses, they're not sputtering, uh, I would say, but they haven't clicked yet. So it hasn't all been working. So I, I'm more confident in the under. But I'm taking Denver in the points just because, uh, you know, the offense, we've seen flashes for Denver and we've seen, flashes for Green Bay, but we haven't seen either one of them put together a truly flawless game. You know, they, Green Bay's offense looked really good against Minnesota. They scored 21 points. So, uh, you know, three touchdowns is nice, but I don't know if that, I don't know if scoring 21 points is going to have you win a game against Denver by seven and a half points. So uh, Denver and the under for me in this one. Yeah, I don't love the line, but I do still love Green Bay. And I love how their offense is running. I'm going to go exact opposites of you in here. I'm going to go Green Bay in the over. I think Denver, I think Green Bay gets out in front. I think Denver plays some catch up. They're going to be slinging the ball a bit. We see a heavy dose of both running backs. And uh, I like us hitting the over. I feel more confident about the over than I do Green Bay seven and a half. But I'm I'm seeing Green Bay win in this game by 10. So we'll see where we go with that. Complete opposites to start this bad boy. Detroit at the Eagles. Philly is favored by six. We've got a 45 and a half over. No CJ Anderson, so presumably a relatively heavy dose of Carrion Johnson, maybe a little bit of the other Johnson in here. Uh, a lot of high passing, I would expect, attempted from Detroit. But don't be surprised if this game starts hitting the ground because you've got Nelson Aguilar who's and, and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who are essentially the only healthy wide receivers in, in they said, uh, Philly. They said Alshon Jeffrey is looking like he's going to go. I would assume really? that I didn't see that. He's I thought he was be, out. Yeah, I mean, I I think it was assumed that he was out everywhere, but they said he looks like he's ready to play. I see uh, right here. He he remains sideline on Friday. He they're holding out hope that he's going to be able to play, but he's not going to get a single practice in. Yeah, I know. So that's it's dicey with, with Jeffrey. I'm still like I'm not rolling him out in any of my lineups, and he's much better. I don't know, man. Would you rather go with like a 50% Alshon Jeffrey or a 100% Trey, uh, Trey Quinn or Terry McLaurin is probably a better one uh, against the Bears on Monday Night Football? Mm, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, because I think that's kind of what people are going to wind up being faced with. I, I would rather go with McLaurin, too. I don't feel confident about matchup. Jeffrey starting. And if he does, <clears throat> might play decoy. So I'm not. I think yeah. Aguilar is the pick. I mean, Zach Ertz is the guy anyway. So I'm just not into Alshon Jeffrey. And all that's coming back to is this could end up with a, a stout Philly defense could push Detroit to being on the ground, and Philly may need to be on the ground for time management. So 
I look at this game, I see this as a time management game. I'm not so sure I feel confident with the over, so I'm going to take the under on this, and I'm going to stick with Philly. So I'm actually uh, I'm going to go Philly in the under. Yeah, I'm going Philly in the under too. You know, Detroit, um, I, I understand what they want to do. I, I feel like, and I've said, repeated this a bunch of times, so I'm sorry if you guys have already heard this, but I feel like they're the broke version of what the Vikings want to do, right? So uh, they want to run the ball a bunch. I don't know that they have the running backs to do it. I know Ty Johnson. What, By the way, what's with all the Johnsons? And uh, they, they always have Detroit Johnsons loves Johnsons. They love Detroit. Love they. Johnson. They, they cannot. Johnson, they Ty cannot Johnson, get Calvin enough Johnson. Johnson. They can't get enough Mm-mm. of the Johnson. Just so much. No. Um. I don't. Yeah, I really sport. don't think there's enough Johnson to satiate their thirst for Johnson. <laughs> they scored 13 points last week against the Chargers. Um. You know, and I think Philly's got a better defense than the Chargers do. The Chargers are specifically banged up. And it's Philly at home. I'm going to take Philly, and I'm going to take the under in this. I see this game as like a 24-10, to 27-10, yeah, something you. like that in Philly's favor. So Philly in the under. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, Baltimore at Kansas City. This actually has surprisingly turned into an offensive fest as it is the number one over and the only game with a 50 or higher over under this week it is the Baltimore offense because Lamar Jackson uh, Hollywood Brown, big offensive playmaker. Mark Andrews a little banged up, but hopefully he's good to go. You might actually have two of the best tight ends going back-to-back and two of the best quarterbacks, at least two of the first three weeks of the season. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, the highest-ranked quarterbacks out there, and they're facing against each other. Still a really good matchup. 52.5 is the over-under, and Kansas City is favored by six at home. So where do you go with it? Ah, uh, I think I got to go Kansas City and the over. And I know I said I'm going to take Kansas City and the over until they don't hit it. And they didn't hit it last week. But I think that was more about Oakland's offense not being able to do anything. I mean, we saw Kansas City scoring at will. And I think they can do that against most anybody. Uh, but I think Baltimore, most anybody can score on Kansas City. I think Oakland is one of those rare cases where they couldn't. Oakland looked really good week one, of course, against Denver. But uh, they had the whole offseason to prep for that game. And one week to prep for Kansas City was a different story. So I'm going to take Kansas City. I'm going to go the over on this one, which might be dicey because it's the highest over. But I just see this as like, you know, one of those 35, 28 type of a type of a game and, and Kansas City coming out on top. So that's a touchdown and that's hitting way over. I'm really hard time with this game. I have a really, really hard time with this game just because. You know, Baltimore. I think Baltimore's D could press a bit, but their secondary could just, Patrick Mahomes just might absolutely eat it up. Lamar Jackson is going to keep them in it the entire time. So do I see this, even if it gets out of hand, can this be a 30-24 to 24 game? That's what it would have to be. I kind of want to, I kind of want to take the under. I'm going to take Kansas City and the under on this one. Kansas City in the I'm under, and that's not, I under. feel way more confident about Kansas City than I do on the over, so. Yeah, by the way, I, you remember, speaking of all the Johnsons, Detroit loves their Johnsons, maybe they don't love it so much, I just wanted to point this out, this is also, after the article of, you know, his fingers going, running a post route, did you <laughs> also see in the article, he talked about the rampant opioid use in the locker room, and that his daily medication was weed, he just, he just smoked pot every single day. 
didn't get popped. And he and uh, Calvin Johnson opens it up how you could walk in the locker room and easily get Vicodin or anything you possibly needed for pain management and just how bad the system was. Like, it's a damning NFL article. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that surprising, though, right? Yeah, but you're getting a guy who, you know, left the league recently who was an absolute star that comes out and says these words. We usually get these from, like, you know, the the fifth wide receiver that played for four years with the Rams or something like that. You know, you're getting Calvin Johnson, one of the biggest stars in the NFL, who also hasn't, you know, burned the bridges. He didn't know all this crazy stuff. He stepped away from the game, and he's talking openly how just years ago, opioid use is absolutely rampant in the NFL and also, you know, the, the pot stuff, you know I mean? Like just legalize it or talking that had, that was his pain management. I don't know. Go check out the SI article. If you guys want, it's just, it's, it's pretty interesting. All right. Uh, the Bengals at Buffalo, Buffalo is a six point favorite because Cincinnati looks hurried. There's a 44 over on this one. So what do you got? I got Buffalo in the under here. Uh, you know, th- this is, I know people are confident in Andy Dalton. I'm just not, you know, there's, they've started out. Oh, and two, they look decent against Seattle, uh, but they look terrible against your Niners last week. And I just think Buffalo is a much better team. They're a way more complete team, even though I don't think Buffalo's great. I think they're a more complete team than Cincinnati uh, and Cincinnati. You got to give them a little bit of time to adjust to their new head coach and everything. They've had Marvin Lewis for a million years. So, um, you got to give them uh, the benefit of the doubt here and, you know, which means betting against them uh, early in the season. So I'm going to take Buffalo and the under in this game. I think I'm more confident in the under because Buffalo's defense is good and their offense can wane, especially without, uh, you know, Singletary and it's just going to be Frank Gore. It's just not hard to figure out. Uh, so it should be a lot of running and then pass on third and long. So I'm more confident in the under than I am picking Buffalo in this game, but I'm pretty confident in this game too. So Buffalo and the under, I'm going to take the under, but I'm going to go Cincinnati on this one. Cause I think this one could get a little bit messy. I don't think Cincinnati wins, but I think they could cover and, you know, they're going to want to really press Joe Mixon after there's some questions out there. They still do have two good off, uh, you know, good wide receivers, offensive players that are sticking out. And I think Buffalo might struggle a little bit without having some big playmaking ability from a guy like Devin Singletary. It's just going to be, you know, two yards, two yards, two yards. And John Brown's going to have to break a big one. So I'm going to go under in Cincinnati. We got one John more. Ross shut down in that game. Oh, you That's think complete shutdown? OK, uh, one yeah. more. Let's get in real quick. Atlanta is going to Indianapolis. The Colts are a one and a half point home favorite. Over under is 47. What is going on with Atlanta? I mean, I'm taking I'm taking Atlanta in the over on this. Yeah, so am I. And I I, I feel zero percent confident in this game. Uh, you know, I no confidence because we saw Atlanta beat Philly at home, but week one they went on the road and they laid an absolute egg at Minnesota. Now, you know, Minnesota is different than Indy, but I think a lot of the framework is kind of the same there with luck on. They want to run the ball. They want to play clock control, but also Indy's missing the best part of their defense and Darius Leonard is going to be out for this game. So I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to take the over. I think this is like a, you know, a 35, 17 game in Atlanta's favor. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go in the same thing. Some of the Colts are kind of banged up. I think that, I think Atlanta is going to want to um, make a statement 
I think there's going to be a lot of Devontae Freeman. I think there's going to be early deep pass stuff, and we might even get some uh, Edo Smith rocking. So I'm going to go Atlanta with a nice win here. I don't know if I feel confident, like uber confident about it, but I'm I'm lockstep. Like I don't think it's going to make my uh, my parlays, but I like Atlanta in the no. over. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish these bad boys up, and then hour three, it is going to be Bogman and Casey Bubba. So don't you go anywhere. More in this league coming up. the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Breaking news here on In This League. <laughs> it only lasted an hour and a half as we're recording this. I'm the Welsh. That's Bogman. I'm always right. Antonio Brown officially cut by the New England Patriots. Didn't even he didn't even make the exempt list. So technically I wasn't even right. But I said he was done. <laughs> He is already done as of Friday afternoon. Dunzo. Uh, this is crazy. I don't know what the Patriots saw, what they didn't like. Maybe it was the Everything. harassment stuff. Well, I mean, the, the complete package is terrible. Trust me. I Look, uh, A.B., one of the most talented players in the NFL, but he's a complete POS. Well, and he was one of the most talented being. player. He's gonna He is going to play as much as Calvin Johnson's going to play in the NFL now. He's done. <laughs> the face of the XFL, Antonio Brown. No, you can't be a, you can't be a criminal in the XFL. Those are their rules. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, well, I don't know if he's a criminal yet, but it's there's not looking time. good for him. Now there's time. So, oh yeah, there's definitely time. I mean, look, he hasn't paid his bills, so if he gets sued for that, you know, uh, I don't know, man. This is a it's a terrible story. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's funny now because he's dug himself into this hole and he looks like a big idiot. I think we're going to look back in like five, six years and say, what a sad story. You know, this guy went from being one of the best players in the game to completely booted. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing too, by the way, we'll be burning through the picks on the back end here. The interesting thing with him is that there's nothing redeeming. Like you're not going to come back like a guy like Calvin Johnson. He went out in his own terms. Obviously there was some stuff, you know, if he was self-medicating, whether it was opioids or pot or whatever it was, any whatever illegal activity, like that's not great. But the guy went out, good terms, whatever. He did his thing. You know, maybe there's going to be a little bit of a tarnishment for outing the NFL like that. What do we care? But Antonio I mean, but Brown, that, that's looked to to be to be honest that that's in a good light at this. Yeah, point I mean, more. essentially. But now at this point, not only has into I know he's always talked about like, man, I retire, I got money. Okay, well. You have no future in anything. There is that like I know guys that had stuff like Randy Moss and whatever. They didn't have anything like this. You're not going to get on television. You're not going to do the best he's going to be able to do. This is the best he's going to be able to do. Reality show following his chaos. He can sell a reality uh, TV show to E or he can undisputed or something like that. 
no one's going to have you on as an analyst. You're not getting a media job everywhere. You can start a podcast or you can have a reality show. That's all that you have left. Maybe you could do both. Well, in, you have in a to jail be interesting cell. to have a podcast, though. And he's just not interesting. You know, like he, he's weird. I guess, and people get that confused with weird and interesting. Okay, but like they're, they're Kim Kardashian is not interesting either. She's she's horrific, but people want to see train wrecks and people want to see that stuff. That's why it would work. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not the target audience. So he self sabotages himself every single day. It's literally the formula for uh, <laughs> reality TV shows. Yeah, it just uh, it sucks if you uh, are stupid and traded Larry Fitzgerald for him. A couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah, uh, yeah you, but, you uh, like Insta did that too. But I, I actually thought for you that was a good, that was a good risk for you. Yeah, but it, it looks horrific risk. now because he's done. I yeah. mean, in our three sport league, I have him as one of my keepers, and I think I'm already zero and two. I'm going to sell this off when once we're done with this show, I'm going to go off and let everybody know things are for sale. Antonio Brown won't be because he's never going to play in the NFL again. He's done. Yeah, he uh, is it. <sighs> Uh, he's, he's I, I feel frustrated because I, you know, defended him I every step of the way. No, I no, I, I didn't defend his actions. Dude, I'm well, a Steelers you've never defended his actions. You've defended you. you you've taken I've his talent owning him on a fantasy team. No, That's but you've taken his talent and you've defended it that it's so good that he's going to have to blatantly do something horrible to be out of the NFL. When he with the Raiders stuff, you're like, he's going to find a job immediately, which you were right. Patriots. Nah, he's good. He's on the Patriots. NFL hasn't done anything. We got to look at the actions. This guy is a train. He's never going to be back in the NFL, regardless how talented he is. He's done forever. I, to be honest, I think that the, he's getting released because Belichick is sick of answering questions. Uh, is sick, sick of answering. You questions are right about him. He left two days in a row. He left. Yeah. He left the podium, refusing to answer questions. No, you're, you're totally right about that. That happened on Friday. That he he was up there. He was talking, and, and it he happened left. on Thursday. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent right. I mean, I think it's twofold. It's not well threefold. It's not the Patriots' way. They don't want any part of this type of stuff. And I think it's telling what's coming down. He's going to be put on. I, I would be shocked if we don't see in the next couple of days that he's also been placed on the uh, commissioner's list because the Patriots oh, seem to yeah. turn their eyes or turn their heads to lots and lots of horrific stuff. Oh, we got to play. You know, they they defend. Um, they'll take players with really bad stuff and they'll put it up against like, well, we're just going to be behind our players until they're not anymore, which this will be the case. So he'll be put on the exempt list. He's done for the year until the court stuff is settled and he'll never come back to the NFL. I mean, I don't know. Who knows if he gets exonerated for everything? Maybe he is done. Yeah, he has to get exonerated. But even if he does, it doesn't change the fact that he's an a-hole. He's a diva. He's a POS that is hard to work with. So, you know, if you can't survive with the Pats, where the hell can you survive? I mean, what what are the Dolphins going to go pick him up and, and try to put him in that locker room? Well, why? Would, uh, no, why would they? They're not winning any because games. Because they're terrible and they have no talent. No. Like, I'm just thinking of... of so they need options. a bad PR mess? No, no. I've, I'm just saying that, like, the Dolphins are the team that you think uh, would take a risk on someone like this because they have nobody. But there's no reason for them to no, do that. So nothing. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think... I think you're right. I think that... Uh, I don't think anyone's picking him up. And it's surprising for a guy that's that unbelievably talented... But it's either it's one of two things, which is a super, super bad reflection. Anyway, it's either he is uh, like the, the Patriots found out some stuff and they think he's going to be going to jail uh, or he's one. going on the list or he's just straight up going on the list. 
Well, yeah. I he's mean, like Jericho, you, know, Goodell, you made the list. You, Goodell could have said he's going on the exempt list until this is figured out. Or uh, he couldn't fit in the Patriot way. And if you're not able to put your stuff aside to go win a Super Bowl uh, for the Patriots, then where are you going to set well, your stuff aside for? If you have no respect for Belichick and, and Brady and all of that stuff, who are you going to respect totally, in the league? Totally. So, but he proved that he can't do it. It's one thing if you can be on the field and you can say a couple things to the media that doesn't give out anything. And then immediately that night you go out and you have relatively incriminating, you can argue if it's harassment or not, but putting one of the victims or the people that are accusing him of a crime putting her on a group text with pictures of her and her family, regardless of whatever the words are, is super intimidating. And he can't it's help stupid. himself. He's a moron. He's garbage. And now he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's uh, he's out. He gone. Guess and what, I'm though? I'm going through my lineups right now trying to figure yeah, where luckily I've replaced him. He's in my flex spot in two spots, and I got I put LaShawn McCoy in. Oh, okay. I had McCoy out. But guess so, what? Not horrible. Josh Gordon is back. We are oh, back. God. We are all back well, in that's on the Josh perfect Gordon. Example. Josh Gordon is a perfect example. A guy that screwed up multiple times. Yep. Right. He's uh, he seems like he's an idiot because he just can't follow the rules. Uh, we find out the stuff about how he's an addict, and it's it's a it's a sad story. And the Patriots stood by Josh Gordon sure. for three years. Uh, he just kept he kept doing things and kept uh, being what, a problem. What was it? Fourteen days? Was it even two full weeks for Antonio Brown on the Pats? No, I think it was eleven days. Eleven days yeah. he lasted. So Josh Gordon lasts three years. Did, and he was suspended for a big chunk of that. Do we technically have? Didn't we just reset the? Antonio Brown clock. Do we have to reset it again? We did an hour ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'd have to reset it. Uh, but hopefully uh, no one signs him. Hopefully no one signs no. him. And this just is not a story. And you know what the worst the part about I'm this is? And also I hope people pick up like kind of some of the things we're talking about. Like he might be innocent on stuff. Like I'm not sitting here saying every right, single right. thing out there that has happened is, is, you know, well, true. Even if he's innocent. Even if he's innocent of the the real horrible stuff that he's accused of, it doesn't make him not an a hole. But, that, but not, see, that's 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 the point here of what I want. Like whether he's innocent or not is not for me to judge. I can make my opinions, but it's not for me to judge. It's in the entire process of everything. There is zero point zero percent humility. All he does is continue to cause problems. He has to have the last word. There's again, there's not one hum humble bone in his body. He cannot sit back and not have the last word. And it cost him. And it's good. Good. He, he needs to be done. And, and <laughs> how good does this make uh, Roethlisberger look? Remember when they when he was bashing Roethlisberger? And all that stuff. Dude, I mean, look, Roethlisberger's got his own stuff, but I saw somebody you know. being like, "Oh man, Gruden's laughing right now," and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Gruden gave up a third round pick. Tomlin and the Steelers are belly laughing. Juju Smith Schuster is probably out on uh, Fortnite right now, just laughing his ass off, <laughs> having the best time they've ever had in their life." I'm uh, yeah, glad I it's just hope done. he doesn't do anything crazy when he's not playing football. Like just. I just hope he can fade away and kind of figure it out. But I just, I, I know that it's that's not probably happen. not it. He's probably going to sign, like you said, some crazy deal to do a stupid show and oh, do dude, something it's, else. It's going to be a hundred percent. It's going to be like, you know, 
the real me, you know, business still booming, you know, the untold story of Antonio Brown. And it's going to be all the all the reasons that everybody else is wrong but him. Zero accountability with this guy. Zero. It's the worst. And now here's your easy answers. You need none of Antonio Brown. Cut his ass. Don't trade for him. You can get nothing for him at this point. Bogman, you took a minimal risk. It sucks now, but, you know, whatever. I I don't blame you for doing it, though it does suck that you not only don't have Larry Fitzgerald, who you're a buyer in on, you also don't have Antonio Brown, but those are the risks that we make. I'm all good to be all out on him, just like the Patriots. Yeah, I'm... uh... There's no one on the wire that I'm running to pick up. John Ross. So I uh, oh, no, I, I am going to wait and see if some stupid team takes a risk on him because the talent obviously still there. Uh, but I wouldn't be like well, as this soon week, as he goes week, on yeah, as soon as know. he goes on that exempt list, I'm done. Yeah. Well, don't you're gonna have to worry too long. I don't think you're gonna have to ponder too long about the moves. I imagine by the next waiver claim period, you will know exactly what you're doing with him. Whether another team has picked him up or, as I guess, he will be put on the exempt list. And he be gone. Yeah. 13 uh, days, by the way. Wide receiver played one game 13 days with the team. Ugh. Mm. God. And I like these people. I'm actually now. I'm also seeing now people are blaming. Like, the, who's this? Clarence Hill Jr. says, I give the Patriots no credit for moving on from Brown. They should have never oh. signed him. Uh, uh, they should have never signed him, save for their own arrogance and duplicity. Uh, whatever. Cowboys, you know, look, Cowboys when writer. they signed him, they didn't know about this sexual assault allegation. Well, so I, I don't necessarily blame the Pats. Maybe they should have done a little bit more due diligence and research and whatever. But uh, how can you blame them for wanting to to sign a super talented player? Hey, look at this. So this I want to play this. This is um, Sean McVay being told about Antonio Brown just now in a press conference. Into that or, you know, his availability and his whether to bring someone like that in or you just pass? I would say this. I mean, you, you always look into things, and we're going to we, we evaluate, but with the situation we have specific to the receiver position, uh, we couldn't be happier with the guys that we do have. Oh, I thought they were going to judge. They, they said he, the quote here from Lindsey Thurry says he goes, oh, wow, when they told him. So this must be right after where someone, of course, <laughs> had to start asking. Every, every single coach is going to be asked, oh, are you going to be interested? Every single one is going to say no. <laughs> I'm looking at our group me room and, uh, you know, someone, someone says 9 million bucks for 11 days isn't bad. Cause that's what he got. That was the signing bonus. That's and, ridiculous. Uh, it, and our guy, Nolan says the Steelers need a wide receiver. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. We have like five, nope. we have like four minutes to burn through these picks because of Antonio Brown. So how about lightning speed round here? Atlanta, Minnesota minus nine forty three and a half. Oakland, Minnesota. Uh, I'm I going Minnesota and the over. What did I say? You said Atlanta. Oh, I was looking at the one above. Oakland, Minnesota. You're right. I'm sorry. What are you doing? Minnesota and the over. Ooh, I am going to go Oakland and the over. I'm going to say they cover. They're going to be hyped up about Antonio Oakland, Brown. Oakland and the over. They're going to be all hyped um, up. The Jets at the Pats. Pats, 22 and a half point oh favorites, 43 and a half. The spread here, uh, New England and the over. Yeah, New England and the over. Oh, my God. We have two lines of 22 and a half because Miami at Dallas is 22 and a half in favor of the Cowboys with a 47 and a half over. That is unreal. And I'm going Dallas and the under. I'm going Dallas and the under, too. Miami can't score. Yeah. So this I, is 30 this to 30. 38 zip, 38 <laughs> 
three, something like that. So no Gross. thanks. Uh, Giants at the Bucks. Bucks six and a half point favorites, forty seven and a half. I'm gonna take the Giants, and I'm gonna take the under on this. I know both these defenses have been ugly, uh, but I think this is a. I think it's a cleaner game, but it's like a twenty one to seventeen type of a deal. Uh, and I I don't know who wins, but I'm gonna take the under. Remember, I'm very exposed to this game, Bogman. I am going to go with the Giants, but I'm going to take the over. I actually think this could be, um, I think it's close, and I don't I don't think the Giants have to win this, but this could be like 33-30 because of messy defense. Uh, Carolina at Arizona, Cardinals are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, even though the uh, the pride of DHMS is coming back to Arizona. Kyle, uh, Kyle Lewis? Allen. Allen. Why did I say Kyle Lewis? Kyle Allen. I don't know why the, I said the, Lewis. Former Cougars, Houston Cougars QB, uh, is uh, and is doesn't run high school quarterbacks. Yes, from Arizona. Yes. Um, Arizona's two and a half point favorite in the over. Uh, this one is this one's fairly easy. Uh, you know, I take the Cardinals and the over in this one. I think it's set a little bit low because Kyle Allen is starting, but I think I think this is a blow up game for the Cards. I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna go same with you. Uh, New Orleans, Seattle. Seattle's favored by four. Over under is. four. 45. I am going to take New Orleans. No, I'm going to take uh, Seattle in the under. I'm going to take New Orleans in the under. Seattle hasn't looked good. You know, the Steelers have looked terrible and they uh, barely lost to Seattle. And Seattle almost lost at home to Cincinnati week one. So there's something not right there. I'm not super confident in New Orleans, but I think that they beat a four point spread. So New Orleans in the under for me. What do we got? Uh, Texans at the Chargers. Chargers by three, 48 and a half. I'm going Houston and the uh, under in this game. I think Houston is just the better team, but I think that, you know, uh, I think that they, they want to grind a little bit more like they did against Jacksonville. I think Carlos Hyde gets involved a bunch under in this one. Uh, let's see. We've Oh, boy, we got Pittsburgh at San Francisco. Niners are a six and a half point favorite here. 43 is the over. Due to the line, I'm going to go Pittsburgh in the over, but I think San Francisco wins the game. Pittsburgh in the over. What do you pick on Houston and in, in LA? Oh, I don't even think I picked. I'm going to go, what is it, 48 and a half? Does it, I'm going to go Houston and the under. Houston and the under. Okay, yeah. I got it. Uh, I mean, we got barely any time. Rams at, at the Browns. Eey. Rams by three, 47 and a half. Rams in the under for me. Uh, Rams in the over, and then Chicago, Washington. I'm going to go Chicago with the over. Chicago in the I'm going to go the opposite. Washington. And the under from me. All right. So. Well, we're out of here. I'm out of here. Uh, Bogman's is going to be joined by Casey Bubba coming up. Thank you guys. As always, enjoy a fun hour coming up here right here on In This League.